Welcome to this week's podcast. Your wife's a bitch. This is the LoadingRadioRun.com podcast for June 12th, 2010. Your wife's a bitch. Why does my echo sound like Matt the second time? Yeah, um, I guess because your echo is very, very homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> My echo enjoys the, the enjoys touch of the, a man. The touch of a man. Lost the language the arms of boy. an Austrian yeah. stable boy. Like That's a, cold shit. I, I, a, I mean, tongue that, dribbling over your testicles. Is that the line? Oh wow! No, that's <laughs> way further than anyone. <laughs> I, I guess that's the other that's way to to interpret that video. That the thing is like maybe maybe it's not that the echo is you know telling them that it's it's that the echo it's you know subconscious. No, no, that is that the echo thinks that his wife is a bitch or whatever. Like the echo is actually like a separate thing. The echo is actually an, an, an actual yeah separate entity. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of They're just the, being IRL trolled. I think that's the conclusion that Andy came to while we were shooting. I don't recall the question that you asked him, but he said that yeah, I think I think at this point they're two separate uh, two separate entities. They are like the, the the echo is a separate entity from from the guys. Well, I, it's the, the, I mean, made pretty obvious by the stinger. But. Yeah. The alternative is that uh, is it's just there's like two guys hiding just under the cliff face. Yeah. Just fucking just, with people. Yeah, just messing with people. Yeah. Trolling. So, uh, so yeah. this, this video was written by Andy. It was indeed, and he has a clip which was inadvertently inserted into last week's podcast very briefly, but you can listen to uh, now. So I'm not really sure when I came up with the idea for this uh, sketch. I think I was having a very silly phone conversation with someone that turned into uh, speaking and then echoing back what the other person said, which was different with, from what you were saying that general idea, which is an old idea, but I thought, ooh, you know, there I could I might be able to play with that and do something different with it, or at least make it funny. So I uh, so I wrote that out and uh, I sent that to Graham maybe the summer two thousand nine, the fall two thousand nine, something like that. And uh, he got it and sent and sent an email. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, we should do this. And I forgot about it, and he forgot about it. And then I was in Victoria this past May on a Saturday, and they're recording podcasts and et cetera. And uh, they're they're talking about well, we are kind of short on scripts at the moment. If anyone has any ideas or what we should be doing next, and I said, well, what what about that thing I sent a while ago? And uh, you see, and we weren't really sure what happened to it. Um, but, uh, I resent it and he said, oh yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Cause he couldn't find it. And he said, oh yeah, 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 that, that one. So, uh, and it's about a week later, we filmed it up by, uh, Christmas Hill, I think, which is a beautiful area. And, uh, she went really well. Um, I think it was, it was very well shot and, uh, great. Uh, great editing, and I think it looks wonderful, and a lot of fun doing it. And, um, yes, uh, yeah, I hope you guys like it. Thank you. And his words were as true then as they are now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> You've uh, heard them twice. It yes. Like an echo. Um, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. No, that was on purpose. We should have, yeah. yeah, we should have put up, like, this one last week, and then had him record, like, a really profane one. To put in this week's episode, just delayed like eight echo. minutes of your wife's a bitch. Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I said in the uh, thread for the for the video, uh, the you know because we had to sort of we had to sort of be talking like this the whole time to make it believable that we would be hearing an echo because if you're just having a normal conversation on a, on a cliff you wouldn't and so uh, so we're we're doing the whole video like that but it's the bit where we had to record our audio for the fake echoes that was weird because it is a park and there was some people there and so I'm I'm up there going your wife's a bitch up on this hill and do that, you know, do that a couple of times. Then Andy, of course, has, has to just, I am a homosexual. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Especially his entire, and he nailed that on the first try. Well, I wouldn't want to have to prob- say that twice in public. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's probably why. It's the, uh, yeah. I want to languish in the Austrian arms of an Austrian stable boy. The Austrian arms of a stable boy. The Austrian arms of a unstable boy. Uh, yeah, it was a it, so yeah, it was it was very fun, but uh, overall pretty quick to shoot. Yeah, it yeah. didn't take long. We shot actually, I don't know what which ones you actually ended up with, but for the uh, shot so many the, yeah the intro and the outro, uh, like sort of the establishing shot of them coming up on the cliff. We shot that on like three different cliff faces to sure we were trying to figure out what would actually look proper. Yeah, I ended up actually using the the first one, the sort of upward uh-huh. shot of where we actually were, because all the other ones. The background clearly didn't 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 match, didn't match so which is sort of a shame because the other ones looked better for other reasons. But if we'd thought of that ahead of time, that doesn't seem like us, though. No, it doesn't sound like something we'd do. So there you go. Yeah, and uh, Ian was Resident. Oh God, Resident Evil Romance. Now you, the same as called it Resident Evil Romance. I actually intentionally changed the name of the story so that it didn't reveal that it was a romance novel about Resident Evil until halfway through the story. Ah, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, when it went up, it was Resident Evil Romance, which I was thinking might have just been done to try and attract more people to the story. Uh, well, that was... Yeah, I, I asked him to do that, actually, because that was the original working title of it, which I thought was made for a more interesting name for video, because otherwise, Nick just calls it the feature story, so it was going to be called Book Club. Yes. Which is really dull. <laughs> so I was like, boy, I sure I'm going to watch a video called Book Club. <laughs> So, hey, maybe we have a lot of book club. I mean, fans. yeah, maybe it gave it away a little bit, but I, I actually think that was important to have that in there because um, uh, uh, Capcom, like, it's mentioned that the that Ken Schilling is from Capcom. Yeah, and then there's there's a line that I wasn't sure if you cut it for time, but there was a line where she says, when Ken first approached me about adapting Resident Evil for a video game, I was really excited about I how sensitive the characters were. I didn't see that uh. that that in there anywhere. Ah, well, that, that explains why. Cause I, yeah, because I was like, boy, she doesn't actually talk about... like, it, Nor does it explicitly say Resident Evil until you see the cover of the book. It, it was there, and I, I'm I assumed, filmed it. I assumed it was there, and maybe it did get shot, but I couldn't find it when I was editing. So I was like, what the hell is going on here? So anyway, so... That aside, um, that aside, this was. Uh, I'm. I'm actually just trying to remember if there was anything entertaining from the, uh, from the anchor stuff before we get into the feature. But I. There's never any. Uh, well, I mean, the, I enjoyed the remake bit with the headshot. That was kind of fun. Yeah, though it looks very likely now that the GoldenEye remake is actually happening. Really, the, really? the, the impetus for that was that there was this news, the first news of this new GoldenEye remake that. Uh, by the time this goes up, you will know whether or not it's happening. The remake... Oh, no, I guess you won't, but... uh, The remake that should not be. 
Yeah. Um, there, there's the two remakes that keep on getting teased by the companies. It's GoldenEye and, um, and Final Fantasy VII. Well, but GoldenEye doesn't keep getting teased. They keep saying no because eight different people own the licenses. No, they kept on saying, we want to do it for so long. And yeah. it kept on showing up in the news. And then there was an actual like leaked video of a working copy of it on Xbox Live Arcade. Hmm. Um, and apparently it's shown up on PartnerNet or something. For yeah, a while. I mean, well, they, they said, like, we want to do it, but yeah, there's and 10 different people who own licenses. Yeah, so Activision has the Bond license, and Nintendo owns the license to the game, or, like, to publish the game, and then Rare did the code, and, and Microsoft owns Rare. So, so the idea, so what they're, the, the rumor with the new one is that they're actually going to completely recode it. Yeah, it's being completely recoded by uh, another company working for no, normally that normally works for Nintendo, but in this case is publishing under Activision. Hmm. So the idea is that it's being remade to star Daniel Craig. <laughs> so then the, that way they're cutting out uh, they're cutting out Rare and Microsoft and, and so that, right? Yeah, is why why just Brosnan just because he's, it's he's not, got likeness rights. So, but and they don't want. Is it still going to be the story of GoldenEye, just with yes. Daniel Craig? As far as I mean, this is all based on rumors and hearsay. Hmm. But this is this is what the rumors are pointing to. More right like now. rumors and heresy. But it oh. could be completely false because the GoldenEye. Because on the other side of that, the GoldenEye remake is never happening. Nor is the Final Fantasy VII. I don't. Remake. I mean, I don't remember the story in GoldenEye being actually that. You know, like story in the GoldenEye video game yeah. being that well told. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, but it did impress me at the time for being a movie license game that invented new stuff for the game that wasn't in the movie that actually sort of made sense. Yeah. Right? Like, there were there were parts that were directly from the movie, but there were the other parts that they added that you were like, okay, yeah, I, well, well, I there's, can see that well, there's, there, there's, there's, like, the movie started with him... Uh, jumping off the... Jumping off the bridge, and so you have to play the whole level fighting up to yeah. the point where you jump off the bridge. Well, yeah. and, and the other stuff, like, the... Uh, like, you go to the cruise ship, and instead of it just being, like, a beeline for the helicopter, which is what he's there for, he's apparently saving hostages as well. That was kind of, like, I don't know... Golden Knight was a weird game. And then the whole part where you're in, like, sitting on top of a tank, driving around. That happened. Yeah, that happened in the the movie. Why doesn't he go inside the tank? I've been been thinking a lot about about Golden Knight as well. Like, Golden Knight also famously had the one level you could finish in, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. uh, Which is great. The Uh, thing is, like, once again, in terms of, you know, it'll never be as good as the original sort of thing. Like, unless they code it basically identically, like, so that every... So that you can use every single time-saving strafe-run technique. You mm-hmm. know, people are going to be like, oh, it's crap. Yeah. You know. And then if, it, they, if they do it and they make it exactly the same as it was, then anyone who hasn't played Goldeneye before will be like, I heard that this game was really good, but it is <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, this this feels like something that was made ten years ago. <laughs> um, but, it, like, it, it, Final Fantasy VII is the big one, right? Final Fantasy VII is the one that they keep on saying, "Well, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not." By the way, here's a here's you know this teaser that we've redone of the beginning of it, but we're not doing it. We're not. Yeah, they, they not keep very it. being very clear about not doing it and then teasing about it, but like, yeah, basically mixed messages. I, I do like the idea that the companies are just trolling, trolling their customers. Like, <laughs> they are just this awesome. Trying to get a rise out of them. Uh, which I mean, well, I think there's some truth to what we said in that uh, yeah. you know if they 
do do a remake, yeah. then they're ruining this sort of rose-colored glasses perspective on how awesome it was. And yeah. then they, they won't be able to sell anything Final Fantasy VII branded with the same ability anymore because everyone's clamoring for a remake, so they'll just buy anything that yeah. has Final Fantasy VII on it. Mm. Like, I mean, it's, it's never going to feel as good. Like, the Metal no. Gear Solid Twin Snakes is a good example of, you know, they, they, they made better technology and whatnot, but it just wasn't as good. Actually, well, it's, conversely... It's, it's never going to be the first time you played it again. Yeah. Conversely, though, the Resident Evil remake was very good. That was. That was very it good. Was it's, I think when they stick to, like, just updating the graphics and stuff, Yeah, it's when they start, at, like, trying to add in modes that are... Like add in stuff that was came up that well, they came the, up the, with in, in later in the franchise. That the remake, the, the like the Resident Evil remake, um, did add some new stuff, um, but it was just very well executed Resident Evil, and they it kind of felt like a, a fresh start. The thing with Final Fantasy though is now the standards have changed so much, so it's like you can't have just text cutscenes and Cloud's head bobbing up and down and and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what does Cloud sound like? Like, no matter who they choose for an actor for Cloud, it won't work. Well, Well, they've already voiced Cloud in several things. But say that they want want Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake, to have full modern production because they want to have all the dialogue in it because if the dialogue's not in it then people will complain um, so they need to voice over every line of dialogue in that game and there's way more dialogue in Final Fantasy 7 than in Final Fantasy 13 mm. for example and well but I mean, they can do it the same way they did Final Fantasy uh, 10 or 12 which is just sort of doing it yeah. like have, having incidental dialogue be still text yeah but anyway. uh, the, yeah. there's just a lot more work would have to go into a remake I think they're I mean they famously said I mean, famously, uh, that it would take ten times as long, which people have said, oh, okay, so that means it'll take 40 years, ha, ha, ha. But, like, I don't know. It's not going to happen. And if it did, you'd hate it. It's true. Maybe they can, like, they've shown they can redo the, you know, the opening cutscene. Just redo all the cutscenes and stick them together on a Blu-ray. People would buy that. Yeah. Um, So, then... Uh, I can't recall what there was this the uh, the robot arm the robot exoskeleton suit yeah. and the, uh, the it was tough taking yeah. it down to to three stories three stories this week uh, and the other what was the other one that we went with the the robot exoskeleton suit uh, I think just I think that sort of accurately just got across our disappointment in the whole thing yeah. you know when somebody says like hey we've got this robot exoskeleton game controller that's super exciting when they say we just have the arm working. That's less exciting. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, the feature. The feature. Uh, I had an idea that I wanted to do something on on books and games, uh, like ga- like novels based on on uh, novels based on video games. And uh, I mentioned this in the in the blog post about it that I've been reading some of them because I've been doing research for playing the Dragon Age pen and paper role playing game. And uh, and I was like, you know. I like the game, and I think David Gator is a pretty neat guy in terms of the ideas that he comes up with, but he is not a novelist, and that is that is that, and so these are not good. So I, I, I stood over the idea of what to do with that for a while before I came up with the idea that it would be really great to have a romance novel based around the dialogue from Resident Evil. <laughs> and originally I was like, yeah, so I can take three or four cutscenes from Resident Evil and rewrite them as, like, romance things, uh, because and it would be like really long. Each of them would be really long and awkward, and that would take less than two minutes to to produce. Uh, so ultimately, the uh, it it ended up as one 
uh, one of those. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like the, the sort of key point of that was when I was you know telling Paul about it. And I'm like, okay, so he's he, he, the, the end result of this is Resident Evil romance book. So he's pitching, like, you know, the Venn diagram is basically fantasy geeks and... Um, fantasy geeks and uh, video game fans. And Paul's like, oh, and don't forget the important category of people who read books that aren't very good. Yeah. Which I, I, I was like, yes! And that was like an epiphany, and that, yeah. that helped sail through the rest of it, because I, I really felt for the beginning part that that had to be that had to be the core. Which is, and of course, the, the joke being that the the category of people who like books that aren't very good is very large. Yes. Which uh, is entirely But true. it's also 90% uh, romance. Romance novel, yeah. Um, I, had, I had fun with those uh, diagrams, actually. So there's actually somebody was mentioning it in the, in the, uh, uh, the comment thread on your, your blog post. And I, I haven't actually – maybe it was a really long time since I've seen the cutscenes, but the whole jibble sandwich thing. It's – it so – so, so I chose that you were almost a Jill sandwich, yeah. which actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I chose that particular cutscene because of that line. Yeah, uh, because it's it's this famously misspoken line. Oh, so where it's just the garbled. Barry is supposed to say you were almost a Jill sandwich, but it, the way that he like he sort he does sort of garble it, and so it comes out as you were almost a Jill sandwich. To which Jill replies, "You're right." Yeah. Wasn't it uh, like a compression issue? I the, it was partly article. that. And it partly could have been any number of things, but it was one of those. Once you hear it, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Okay, I was curious about that. The thing is, like, it's not like it's Jill. Like, it's not like you hear it as Jill, and someone tells you it's Jibble, and then you can't unhear it. Like, the first time I saw that scene with no preconceptions, I heard Jibble. Well, on the Escapist forum thread for that. Dozens of people were like jibble sandwich, and they like with no. That's a that's a known thing. Yeah, Yeah. like it's evidently. There's the other the other great one from Barry is uh, maybe you the master of unlocking. No, no, no. Like the misheard line is when he says is is when he says oh my cod. Oh yeah. Oh my cod. Well, no, it's it's uh, when he finds forest. It's forest. Oh my cod. And you're like what cod? (laughs) But uh, yeah, the. The that whole sort of section of it, uh, I was really proud of, and it was it was originally much longer, and then I cut it down to shorter, uh, and, and before recording it, and then we cut it down to shorter again after we recorded it. And the full uh, version is up on that blog post. Yeah, the full version of of it without any of the sound effects and stuff. The uh, and so my my idea with it was for the visual interest of it was to make it look sort of like a uh, like a visual novel. Yeah, um, and so I'm impressed with how filthy it sounds. By the way, without actually being that filthy. Yeah, um, hence that's what romance novels are for. Yeah, it, I, I, as I've been saying, I'm happy to know that I have a backup career for when mm-hmm. when making funny videos falls through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I hope the sort of visual Michael section Petter. turned out yeah. sort of how you were hoping. Because yeah, said, that's, that's basically what I was. You sent me so many graphics. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I wasn't intending for you to use everything that I sent you. I just sort of wanted to give you variety. Um, yeah, and uh, so that you could you could put together whatever masterpiece you wanted to put together. <laughs> um, the one thing though is that we were really worried that the that that section would just slow right down and and uh, would not maintain interest. So the other thing that I did is at the last minute I was like, oh, this. I mean, this sounds really good. I, I'm proud of it, but I would like it if I had some sound effects. I'm um, really really glad you did that. And so what I did was I downloaded the PC version of Resident Evil One. Oh really? Uh, which 
came down at rapid speed, 500k a second. Wow. Um, and uh, so that was it's not huge either. Well, it's not. It's like 600 megs or something like that. But it it was uh, very very quick. And uh, it's just they're all nice little wave files. It's just a nice folder of wave files that you can do what you like with. So the sound design from that scene was pretty much spot on to the actual music that was uh, that was in that sequence. Sweet. That made me very happy. Cool. Uh, unskippable was legendary. Oh, sorry, and props to Dale, of course. Oh yeah, doing an amazing job. Hello, props to Dale. Oh, uh, actually, with Ian, and we should probably mention the whole. Uh, you know, we rejected Ian, that we uh, which right. right now, um, if you didn't notice, uh, if you go over the escapist to the publishers club, um, we're saying I believe that this one there was five stories well, that we we shot five yeah. stories and we only used three, um, and with our the way we do it now. Um, instead of just instead of just writing out extra stories, we're actually recording them because we find it it, it allows us to do a little bit more um, sort of loose delivery. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, and so we actually we had this video and so we're like, hey, well, we might as well make that available to people. Yeah. The, the feeling the feeling is that we've got video now instead of words. Um, and if we were to release the video on our site, it sort of looks like we're competing with the escapists and we don't want to do that. We, mm-hmm. we figure that we look like, we look like we're being big jerks if we do that. Well, they so, probably wouldn't want us to either. I mean, and, and, I mean, but we don't even want to, we don't even want to engage that, yeah. that conflict. Right. Yeah. So it, when the pub club originally came out, you know, as we had said, we have nothing to offer as exclusive content at the moment, but there's nothing to say that ENN or unskippable exclusive content wouldn't appear there. Them being escapist owned internet, uh, escapist owned IPs that they pay us to produce as, as a video production company is basically the sort of the, the, well, I mean, it's important to know we we have, we have control over those series, but, oh yeah, we, we complete editorial control, but, but, I mean, we would we would be big jerks if we did if we were like, hey, we're taking your IP and putting making it into something on our site. Yeah. That would be a bad that would be a dick move. So we offered it to them, and they're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So um, we want to also put. I, I'm going to mention as well. We really like the Escapists. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, they're uh, really nice people, and they're they're composed of really nice people, and we want them to do well. And so you know, if if the Publishers Club is going to help them do do well, and they're not, they're not. Uh, Scrooge McDuck with gigantic banks of money. Um, yeah, we assure you they're not. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, you know, then we'd love to help them out. But, you know... Our, I mean, our, we wish um, they were Scrooge McDuck with giant <laughs> vaults of money. Yeah, exactly. we could have giant vaults yeah. of money. I wish I was Scrooge McDuck with uh, giant vaults of yes. money. So, so, so if you, uh, you know, ENN is available for you to watch, uh, you know, on The Escapist every week, no matter what. Uh, if you want the sort of extra stuff with the uh, the rejected ENN stories, then uh, check out the Publishers Club. You also get all sorts of cool HD stuff. Yeah, and, and then and other also, and special access to forums and iPhone uh, versions of videos and all sorts of cool stuff. We yeah. will continue to provide bonus content for ENN and Loading Ready Run stuff yeah. that stuff that is not suitable for published publication on the Escapist, mm-hmm. it, and that's not because it's bad. It's just that they don't have a venue Ooh, for a lot boy, of content. Not suitable, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, because. Except uh, it's too hot for the escapists. Just to restate again, just because it has been mentioned several times, but then still gets questioned. It's really important to us that loading ready run bonus content, like loading time and on the run and stuff like that, stays on loading ready run. So don't worry about that. Yeah, that's 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 really quite important to us. So, all right, uh, unskippable. Uh, unskippable, legendary. Yeah. 
You guys opened up Pandora's box. We yeah, did. this was just a pretty. This one was actually pretty straightforward. I mean, except for the the fact that they have the like opening uh, slideshow, the prologue slideshow, prologue and slideshow. then an opening cinematic. Yeah, that's you know, like when we first saw, like we we watched these, like we often watch these, like on YouTube and stuff, to sort of people will post like let's play of the first little bit of it, so we can sort of see see whether it'll work or not. And I saw a legendary, and I was like, okay, this will probably work. Uh, but I didn't, but the guy didn't do the prologue slideshow. And so I was like, okay, this will probably work. And we loaded up and said, see prologue slideshow. We're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> uh, that's going to be even worse. And yeah. So, yeah. So we, we decided to put in the little bit of us actually navigating the menu just to sort of make that clear. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely another example of really get the most out of your concept artists. Mm. It's the it's unfortunate. It's, it's really pretty art. It's really nice art. And yeah. Then, and then you see the game and you're sort of like, oh. The game, like, the, the idea of it, like, seemed like, you know, first-person shooter with giant mythical animals jumping around seemed like a cool idea. But, uh... uh James, you, just briefly, you actually played it I for... I played for, like, for an like, hour and a half. That's longer than we did. It was bad. Yeah. It was not good. Gameplay was choppy. <laughs> no, it wasn't that that's good. That's the sound of someone who's thoroughly enjoyed it. was just game. not that very good. That's a shame. Not that very good. Yeah, not that very good. Oh, well. Not that very good that James was expecting. I've played better. But, uh, so, yeah, I think, yeah, pretty pretty mediocre. But uh, hilarious opening cutscene. Mm-hmm. And very silly. I love that the the whole thing, like, it's just become, I think maybe the first game that did it was, like, Clive Barker's Undying. Was the first like magic first person shooter maybe mm. uh, that whole thing that now it's just accepted that just like in first person in first person shooters you have the gun coming up from the bottom yeah. it's now accepted that if you have magic it's like you you hold your hand up in front of your face yeah. and do like little gestures basically your hand is a gun I know like you I might as well be going pew 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 that I, I hold my hand up there in front of me all the time yeah yeah, yeah that was the reference we were making at the end of the video with being like now I will hold my hand in front of my face for eight hours yes reference to Undying and Bioshock and uh, I think also like my here's a might and magic and all basically all those kind of games. I'm pretty sure Hexen the the wizard had a, a staff that he held out in the park. Mm, that would work. Yeah, that would be the other option. Anyway, uh, all right. So let's do Askler. Do we have that ready to go? Uh, no, I believe we don't. No, right. we totally do. I'm just oh. playing Angry Words. Oh, okay. uh, we we uh, have the surprised. the form is ready to go. James wasn't ready. Have you ever had a dream about someone you never met but knew? From basic physical descriptions. Uh, I've had dreams about people I've seen, like, in TV. And I don't think I've ever yeah. had somebody describe somebody to me no. and then dream about them. No, no. I'm, I'm with Paul, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, would this, be... They get, a, like, a plus 20 to their will save versus scrying. Yeah, because you yeah. just haven't described. Because, yeah. of course, dreaming is scrying. Um, I assumed it was. I like this. Uh, he asked this July 6, 2009... And he said, so I'm aiming for an early November when you guys get around to these questions. Yikes. So uh, optimistic. So optimistic. Yeah. Uh, Graham and Paul. Childlike much, innocence. Uh, how much of Unskippable is written and how much is simply off the cuff? Uh, it's oh. all done in a combination of, it's like, it, we don't, it's not written, written as in like written down. Um, but it's, it's basically, we do it off the cuff, but, uh, but we figure, like we figure out what we're going to say, record it and then do the next bit. Like. And then, like, refine it. And then, and then sort of, we, we sort of will record it, we'll, we'll record it and then, like, go back and find any spaces and go in. So, we don't actually write it down, but it's not, like, the first time we've seen that video. 
it's it's definitely like it's a process of sort of going over it again and again and uh, figuring out jokes for different things. And stuff. That would be an interesting way of trying to do it. Writing it? No, just Doing like for a month, say, and, and this month features we only watched this video once, and what you get See, is what we did the, the exact the, first time. The interesting thing about it, like, because we do that, we do what we call a scratch track. Yeah. Where we, the first time, we, we, we just watch it through recording audio, and that usually yeah. gives us some ideas and things. But the thing that is most cut, like, often mm. a lot of the jokes from the scratch track will make it into the, uh, the final thing. But the two things are we're laughing at our own jokes, which yeah. is not funny. And also they'll be like consistently delayed by about like thirty seconds because you'd be like, "Oh, I had a, I had a joke for there," and say it. Yeah. And so, it, as opposed to the when you're watching it, like when you're watching Unskippable, it's you know we're making the riff just as the thing happens. But when you're actually doing it, your the, the brain requires some processing time. And the other and the other thing is that uh, that often happens in the scratch tracks is that one of us will say, you know, like. Oh, anyway, this. And then the other person will be like, really? I thought it was... Uh, what? No. I yeah, we get distracted and, and talk just, about other stuff. We'll just start mumbling and, and, and talking about whether or not we're correct. And then like we'll looking stuff look up on Wikipedia. Yeah. 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 Uh, if my timing works out, which it totally does not, he asks if there's anything Six special months. planned for Desert Bus 3. And as if that has already happened. Oh, yeah, we got sweet shit planned for Desert, Desert Bus 3. 3. It, oh, was, yeah. it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we have sweet stuff planned for Desert Bus 4, too. Yeah. It's actually more relevant. More relevant, point. yeah. Okay. You say more relevant? Yeah, I did. <laughs> relevant. Onion. I can say onion. Onion. <laughs> and finally, you know how if you visit an entertainment-based site regularly and start to feel like you know the proprietors? Well, does it ever strike you that you that quite a few people likely feel that way about you? Uh, uh, we've had people tell us as much. It does. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it strikes me most like... Um, any kind of sort of social or networking type stuff, uh, like when it, you know, like if I go on MSN, uh, there'll be you know people will just randomly be like, "Hey, Paul, how's it going?" And it's, you know, which is not bugging me or anything. Just be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And like, uh, I'm just at work. Working. I, had a, I had a fan. I'm actually, not doing anything interesting. Uh, on Xbox Live the other day, uh, I was just playing Final Fantasy 13, and they sent me a message like, "Oh man, I'm stuck on this boss. How do I beat him?" <laughs> I know your game pro. Yeah, it works out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, actually I uh, I had this happen to me once, and and please don't don't let this discourage you from coming up and saying hi. But I did I did have someone come up and be like, oh hey Graham, how's it going? And I'm like fine, and then they're like, oh, yeah I I wait I've never met you before, <laughs> and I'm like yeah no I, I don't think I don't think you have, but they felt like they they felt like they knew me. So the funny thing is I've also had that happen uh, because they were confused and thought I was Graham. <laughs> they're like, hey, Graham. They're like, no, no, I'm the other one. Like, oh, I'm disappointed now. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I, that's why if you uh, have added me as a friend on Facebook, I haven't done anything about it because I have some like four or 500 pending friends on Facebook because it's weird. So, <laughs> moving on. What is the weirdest name you've ever had the experience to come by? I know a guy, and I'm not kidding, named Blade. Wow, that guy's awesome. Uh, I know a lady in Toronto whose name is Star Spider. Sweet. What she showed me her health card. Spider is her last name. Now is that is that her birth like yes birth name or did she change her name? I think that lady might have come into come to Victoria and been in an EV a little while ago because I because when I was working did she have Ivy tattoo on her. I don't remember. I don't remember any. I don't remember any of the details, but I, I distinctly remember someone coming in with a name like that. It was like Star Spider or Star mm-hmm. something, but it was definitely like two things like that. 
One of my friends in high school was Rock, which was pretty cool. So he'd be like, hey, Rocky! <laughs> and then he would get mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, not, not, not too much. Oh, uh, not, no offense to anybody because everybody is awesome. But uh, when we... When we have been, we've just been recently shipping out lots of uh, T-shirts and things. Uh, so, if you if you have a hilarious name and you have ordered a T-shirt, thank you. Yeah, with you apologies, because it's because it's super entertaining for us. With apologies to a friend from or a fan from Sweden who ordered some shirts uh, by the name of Matt's Johnson. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun talking uh, about shipping yes. about. Shipping a package to Matt Johnson. Yes, if you if you listen to this podcast and also have a form or like are in the forums, please post because that's an awesome uh, that's an awesome name. At least I hope I hope you are a fan of Matt. Otherwise, it's not a good name. Yeah, everybody's a fan of me. Unequivocal fan favor. Remember? Right, it's true. All right, next one. Um, Given the option, would you want a floating palace to hang out on or shoot videos on with the downside that your entire fan base would show up randomly to hang out whenever they felt like it? <laughs> the entire fan base would show up all at once? Yeah, that he's asking this because of the no zombie plans. The zombie plans? Because one of our zombie plans was talking about hijacking a large ferry. Oh, yeah? So his, uh, that's his, given the option. Would you want a floating oh. palace to hang out on and shoot videos a floating on? Floating palace would be pretty solid yeah. zombie defense. Like that'd be that's pretty much the best you can get. How would ra- fans just randomly show up if we're in the water? Like we'd have to let them on board. It's yeah. not like you just roll up and climb up to a giant that's ferry. True. How about how about floating in the air palace? So, oh yeah. So after watching Jurassic Park again recently, I've I've come to the conclusion that life finds a way. <laughs> so my question with with the zombies and the floating palace. Is would the zombies find a way? Would death find a way? Death find a way. (laughs) They probably would. They'd like, you know, a whole ton of them would like just make a pile under the boat or something. And Graham, that would be which? If if death if zombies found their way out of floating palace, death finding a way that would be. Uh, It's a kind of theory. (laughs) Oh, it'd be a chaos theory. That's right. Yes, that's that's chaos. All right. Um, completely unrelated to above, do you think the BC ferries would have enough open deck space to attempt a halo jump insertion? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, like, ferry? without a doubt. Yeah, the whole point of oh, halo yeah. jump is that it's, you're under a pretty small, I mean, I have but not also, personally halo jump. The, the whole top of the ferry, like, is a, is a gigantic deck, right? Yeah. With all the benches and stuff, like it's a big observation mm. deck. You could totally halo jump on that. I, ironically, it's a one moving of, target though. Yeah, and it would kind of suck if you slammed into a bench. Like ironically, one of the uh, one like the little like the Salt Spring Ferry, which is completely which is open, completely decked. Yeah, yeah, might actually be easier to jump onto, even though it's a small no, ferry. As long as there were no cars on it. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Why are you planning on halo jumping onto one of our ferries? I guess because if you do, let us know and we'll film. Yeah, it. that's Master awesome. Gunner. So just let us know. Halo uh, jumping zombies would be. I was going to say that yeah. was, that's the next place to go. Halo with jumping that. zombies. Yeah. I think halo jumping zombies are just zombies falling out of planes. <laughs> like they don't need the whole parachute thing. <laughs> <I think that's, laughs> they don't need the parachute, but zombies on parachutes are a terrifying prospect. <laughs> that just makes them get down slower, which yeah. is better. They shoot them out easier. <laughs> yeah, if they if they just. <laughs> There's one. Gym 
gently floating to the earth. <laughs> Bang! Right. <laughs> 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 colossal speed. It'd be sort of jelly, but probably still alive by the time it hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. So then, not only will you just get crushed by a zombie, but then it's like a meteor that eats you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> what is your favorite episode of Commodore Hustle? Uh, Season one, he says. So none of the newer, shorter ones. Yes, I, went, I like the shortest one. <laughs> Mine is the longest one, which is obvious. It's Growl. It's the introduction of the uh, introduction of the shark bear larpers. Growl is really good. Is it four? Really good. Uh, I think it was nine, actually. No, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, no. Growl was, was much later. Yeah, it was later. But... I like. I can't remember which one four is called, but I quite like it. I do quite like the just the finale, you know. I like the, the way the finale it, was, yeah. Especially like you know, I obviously have a soft spot for Mr. Balsmatron, so I was pretty happy with how his, uh, you know, his his great uh, comeback. Oh man, that was fun! I got to play with Lair Fluid. <laughs> Number four was Fixer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Fixer, that was the one we shot during Desert. Critical was really good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Growl was episode nine. Yeah, Growl was really good. Judgment uh, was critical. There's a lot of good three. ones. Sorry. The, the, it was number three that we shot during Desert Bus. Yeah. Yeah. Growl, because Growl is the whole thing with the runners and everything, too, right? So, anyway. Uh, next. Next question. Since all elements were created in nuclear reactions, how does it feel to be made out of nuclear waste? Awesome. All right. On the flip side, since virtually all elements uh, heavier than helium, 90% by mass of your body... Uh, were created in stars or in star deaths. How does it feel to be made out of stardust? Pretty awesome, too. Right. Radioactive nuclear stardust. Stardust, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, we are all made of radioactive stars. We're all David Bowie. Yes. Um. So now this guy's tr- uh, smart because he says greetings from probably a few years ago, considering your current race ah. and the volume of new questions. It was. It was actually almost a year ago. Um. Da, 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 da. If the Lure Crew started in started in their own video game, describe it. What would genre do, genre would it be? How would each person factor in? Who would produce it? That sort of thing. Pretty sure we talked sure about we all this before. This, yeah. yeah, we we can't. Remember. We Oof. talked about. I think I think it was we were talking about it sort of being like an adventure game. Yeah, like Lucas Art style. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I not that I don't mind repeating occasionally. I'm pretty sure that whatever answer we came up with originally would be better than whatever we could come up with today. Yeah, it was pretty recently. I thought too. Yeah, but. I mean, with seven of us, we and you know, and whatnot, we, we would make a pretty good uh, size for like a JRPG team. That's true. I mean, I think some people in the forums at various times have actually tried to make Loading Ready Run games. I don't think it ever no it, it ever got too far. There's been like three or four in the past, you know, five years. Um, this is a neat question. What new technology that was being hyped now in early July of 2009 Uh-oh. that you have? That you now currently have, do you like? Like, so what? What was announced back a year ago I that no that we now have, and uh, was it sort iPhone of work? Three GS, yeah. Which two GS? Tim has one, and uh, but that's just the iPhone. Awesome. I mean, it's yeah, the it's iPhone. not. It's something new. I three, i five, and i seven processors. That's true. Yeah, those were, and those we have gotten good use out of in our various iMacs. Yeah, uh, but those will soon be obsolete now. So the, yeah, they I, suck. I, now. Today, it's it's been more than more than a year, I think, hasn't it? Uh, Not much more than a year. I got it at. We got it at last PAX. Yeah. So it wouldn't be. Yeah. So that would have been at the time hyped at the time. Yeah. So that's probably a good one actually. The ZA8 was is super handy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Graham and Paul, he asked the unskippable question that was asked earlier, so hopefully that was a good enough answer for you. And how strong is Paul's glasses prescription? Uh, I have minus 9.8 in one eye and minus 10 in the other eye, which is, if you don't know the numbers, very strong. Uh, I believe I am off the bottom of the like 20... 20 chart. Yeah. They don't bother doing it at that point. To put that in perspective, <laughs> uh, my prescription on my glasses is a point, what, a negative point two. Oh, yeah, those are, right eye those are minuses. And a, uh, a negative point seven five on my left. No. You have wussy glasses. I do. Yeah. By comparison. All right. You have little girly glasses. This is interesting. Warning. Very, very, very long question. Uh-oh. I recently read well, sex, yeah, sex, Drugs, and Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs by uh, Chuck Klosterman, and it is quite possibly the best nonfiction book I have ever read, for realsies. One of the well, questions posed... Yeah, I know. If it's for realsies, I'm, that's why I'm asking. One of the questions posed in the book is as follows. All right. You meet your soulmate. However, there is a catch. Every three years, someone will break both of your soulmate's collarbones with a crescent wrench. And there is only one way you can stop this from happening. You must swallow a pill that will make every song you hear for the rest of your life sound as if it is being performed by the band Alice in Chains. (laughs) Uh, When you hear Creedence Clearwater Revival on the radio, it will sound to your ears like it's being played by Alice in Chains. If you see Radiohead live, every one of their tunes will sound like it is being covered by Alice in Chains. <laughs> the bitch can have her collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear a commercial jingle on TV, it will sound like Alice in Chains. If you sing to yourself in the shower, your voice will sound <laughs> like a deceased Alice vocalist Lane Stanley performing a cappella. But it will only sound this way to you. Oh. Would you swallow the pill? Yes. See, see, if it, if it wasn't, if it wasn't just just me. Then, then you could make a pretty good business as like a you know impersonator or something. That is a terrifying question. Uh, I couldn't do that to Radiohead or to my enjoyment of Radiohead. How bad is a broken collarbone? I mean, yeah. really. How bad is every a three years? <laughs> Both? <laughs> Can't I just like invest in anti wrench guy stuff? <laughs> you know, there's no way. Yeah, uh, I. No, there's no that. I don't actually have that strong an opinion about Alice in Chains. Like I haven't actually heard that many of their songs, so. <laughs> I, I like I hesitate to say I'd swallow the pill because I don't know. Like maybe I'm be dooming myself without knowing. But I yeah. like music. I oh, I really tough. am not a fan of Alice in Chains. <laughs> yes, but this is your soulmate. It's like sorry. if she's my soulmate, she'll understand. I don't think she would understand. <laughs> it's like like listen, you don't have a soulmate. Listen, baby, it's That's, it's okay. It's, You're just gonna have if, three years. Your collarbone's gonna get smashed by a dude with a wrench. It's like. It, if this was, you know, one of those ironic punishment things, then your girlfriend would be super into Alice in Chains. No. <laughs> your soulmate is super... Well, because then it would kind of work out, though, right? Because then... It'd be fine. If all you're doing is listening to Alice in Chains, then it's you're like, not... It's not any worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right, moving on. Um, this guy would like us to know, or would like to know what will happen if we ever get bored or have other commitments that would take us away from the site. Uh, like, will you sell it or give it to someone who wants to keep it going or just let it sit exactly how it is for the rest of time? Time capsule. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of maybe, of, you know, sort of keeping it up and just sort of having it there. For I mean, some reason, we had to stop. At, yeah, at this not, point. I don't think we would give it away. No, we wouldn't, no, give, we wouldn't it give it away. No, we wouldn't give it away. But, like, if for some reason, I can't, I can't really imagine us selling it either. No, like, that wouldn't and really it, like, work. It, and it wouldn't work, right? Like, no. it's, that's the thing. Like, if, if you look at Loading Ready Run from, like, a business perspective, it's really bad. Yeah. Like, we can't. 
there's not like we could franchise this thing. It's not like we could set up this thing and, you know, then have like, you know, Loading Ready Run East Coast because Loading Ready Run is us. Yeah. You know, we are the thing that makes it work. And I mean, I, so I like I like the idea of sort of preserving it as kind of a little time. And, you know, thing. that I mean, here, here he's saying, um, will you guys do when you get bored, get married, have commitments? Um, you know, a few years ago, I know we've been asked that question before. Like, what would you do if you just don't want to do this anymore? But at, at this point, this is kind of our job or it's yeah, I mean, towards get, our job. So bored, I don't think will happen. So getting bored, probably not going to happen. Getting married is just something that <laughs> will probably happen and shouldn't keep you from your job. <laughs> yeah, one should hope uh, that. And, you know, future commitments will hopefully be more time in Loading Ready Run. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, will probably like almost it's, uniformly be related. It's, to it's it. entirely possible that at some point Loading Ready Run will stop being Oh, well, well, at I mean, some no. point in time, we'll all be dead. Yeah, so. I mean, we could keep but this possibly, going. Possibly before that. I mean, we could, yeah, <laughs> we could technically try to keep this shindig, shindig going for, you know, But uh, there's, there's one of my favorite uh, uh, web comedian guys, uh, uh, Laura Fitzgerald Soberg, uh, was back in the day, like in the uh, in sort of late 90s, he did a, he had a, this amazing website called Brunching Shuttlecocks, which had all sorts of really awesome humor writing and stuff, and uh, and eventually he got sort of tired with it or whatever and he had to actually spend more time on actually doing things that made him money. Uh, like, like a column in Wired magazine, which you should read. But, uh, but Brunching Shuttlecocks is still there. Uh, and, you know, it's there. It's all, it's all sort of preserved and you can go and look at the old articles and stuff. So I like that idea of doing that. I mean, I don't know quite, considering like our videos are hosted on like five different servers right now, it might be a little bit complicated, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh, you know, and that's like if at some point your rever finally goes down as opposed to just kind of <laughs> coughing and sputtering, um, then, yeah, I, I'd hope that we have some sort of archival thing so that, you know, oh, when yeah. we become huge and rich well, and famous, like, somebody will have to go back and, YouTube like, you know, our, our biographer will have to go and... YouTube will be around forever. All yeah. right, we're going <laughs> to end this end this off with one last question. Pizza or pornography? Mm. Both. Pornog- pornography. Both. Is this like for all time? It you can never say. have pizza again? Interpret this question any way you'd like. No, well then both. Pizza or pro- right now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Done and done. Or, you know, if it means... That or was it the... No what's that... considered pornography by the rest of the world. What's that, what's that porn that involves pizza? Big sausage pizza. Pornography yeah, there you go. is from this point forward considered to be pizza. Yeah. Uh, that, that just opens up a whole can yeah, of confusing... Yeah, that's confusing. awkward. It's like, hey, I'd like to get uh, too too large with everything on it. <laughs> oh wait, shit. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I don't know if really want to answer my door anymore. I don't know what's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, what's going to arrive? Uh, all right. Well, that sure was a nice podcast. 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 Your wife's a bitch. <laughs> Double echo.